In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters, Qimlamaran. Qusahalahan. Love it. Today, my brothers and sisters, we celebrate the greatest event that has ever happened in history. The greatest event that has changed the world forever and can and should change our world every single day. Or this event is simply a fairy tale, a story. That's actually what the apostles thought that Mary Magdalene was doing. They, they said, oh, it's just a tale, it's just a story. Now many of us, we should be asking the question, is the resurrection of Jesus an actual event? And if so, what does that mean for me today? And if not, do I believe that it's just a story? Just a nice story to make me feel better when I'm having a rough day? Or just a nice story for us to remember once a year? Many of us may have even questioned, may have even doubted the possibility. And that's okay, because you want to know what? Sometimes doubting something can make me want to go and find the answer. So, we should ask the question today, do I believe that the resurrection is real, or do I believe it's a story? Now, let's do some critical thinking, because there is way more proof, and it is actually very reasonable and logical to believe that Jesus actually did rise from the dead. Let's go through this, let's break this down. The very first thing that we need to establish first is that Jesus is an actual historic person. Whether he rose from the dead or not is another thing. However, we have proof by non-Christian sources. These are Jews, Romans, that are writing about the fact that there really was a man named Jesus. He died. Whether or not he rose is a whole other question. So we know for a fact that there was a man named Jesus and he died. The question now becomes, did he rise? Okay, let's kind of break this down. Now, if he didn't rise, all we know is that on Sunday, there was no body. That's what we know. There was no body on Sunday. Tomb, empty. What could it possibly be? Let's just put Jesus rising from the dead. Let's put that to the side for one second. What would it possibly be if Jesus didn't rise? What are our possibilities? Very first one is the Romans and the Jews came and stole the body. That's a possibility. They came and stole the body. Okay, now when the apostles begin to start preaching, if they stole the body, you know what the Romans and the Jews would have done to shut them up very easily? They would have just thrown the body right at them and said, Hey, guess what? Here's your body. Here's your Jesus. That never happened. Their biggest threat, the apostles preaching that this man is alive and they want to stop them. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, they would, it would have been very easy for them to find that body. Never found a body. And actually what's amazing is that never in history has anyone ever claimed, even in the first couple hundred years, that they ever found the body of Jesus. Ever. Incredible. Now let's say it's 
for all of our skeptics in here and even us, for all of us, when the devil starts working and makes us skeptical, the next one is, well, it was probably just his crazy apostles. His crazy apostles just wanted fame or they wanted power and they wanted control, so they lied. They lied to the whole entire world and they stole the body of Jesus and they hid it in their back room. That's really the only other option. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then it's his apostles. Now, if his apostles did this, how would they have possibly done this? Because guess what? The Roman soldiers were in front of that tomb. They were paid big bucks to stand next to that tomb. And guess what? The penalty for you falling asleep on the job was death. So how? How would they have went and got the body? Okay, so let's say, so you're skeptical. Okay, Father, they got the body. They found the body. Okay, fine, they found the body. Let's just say they found the body. What happened to the apostles? Do you guys know how they died? Okay, let's say that they were hallucinating. They were all going through some massive hallucination. Let's say they were on drugs. Let's say they had the body. Come up with all of the reasons that you want. Come up with any reason. The apostles died in torture. Now, if you were lying and you were a crazy person and you were lying, or you were a clouchy, you know, if they were con artists, when your skin is being peeled off of your body, if you're lying, no one, I'm sorry, but no one would ever continue to be tortured for a lie if they were lying. Never. And not one of them ever came up and fessed up and said, hey, we got the body of Jesus, just so you know. We got the goods in the back, you know. What's even more amazing is that 500 people saw Jesus rise from the dead. Now, let me just, let's just put it this way. Just in this church, there's maybe 500 people. None of us can really hold a secret. We all gossip about one another, right? Well, somebody got a secret? You got to call, you got to pick up the phone. Oh, did you hear what happened? Yeah. I was at Shenandoah the other day. Did you see? Yeah. Okay, let's just say that somebody had the body of Jesus. Somebody, you know, Jews and Chaldeans were very similar. Some of these people were for sure Chaldean, 100%. Okay? Somebody would have got paid to say, you know what? We got the body. Never, my brothers and sisters, did it happen. So guys, there is reason to believe. It's logical to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Now you might be saying to me, okay, Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Okay, good. That's, that's a start. What does it mean, though, for me today? How does it change my reality? What effect does the resurrection of Jesus have on me today? What that means, my brothers and sisters, is that Jesus is alive right now. That's what it means. And if he's alive right now, whew, that definitely changes everything. Now, it's not enough to just say, I believe. Many people believe. I mean, many people say, many of us in this church, we wouldn't be here if there wasn't some level of belief. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the resurrection. Fine. But it's not enough to just believe because guess what? The apostles, they saw Jesus come physically in the flesh. And guess what? Nothing actually changed. Nothing actually changed. Actually, a few days later, Peter goes back to his old job, which was what? Do you know what Peter was? 
It's a fisherman. He goes back fishing. Nothing. You just saw a person come back from the dead and you just go back to work like nothing? So what did they need? What actually changed? How did they go from fear and, and really being cowards? They were, fe- they were afraid for their lives to all of a sudden standing in the face of the Romans and preaching and not afraid. What happened? Anybody know? The Holy Spirit. I love it. I love you guys. That's great. The Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, he transformed them. Now guess what, guys? Who raised Jesus from the dead? The the same Jesus. I want you to think about this. The same Jesus, the same body of Jesus that was in the womb of Mary, that healed the sick, that raised Lazarus from the dead, that was on that cross, laying in a tomb. You know who raised him? The Holy Spirit. And guess what, guys? Each and every one of us, through our baptism, have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That means that you and I, we have a dynamite of power inside of us. The power that's inside of us is much greater than any other power of evil or any other force that comes against us. How incredible that Jesus gave us the same exact spirit. Now, if we are living in the spirit of God, If I'm living according to the Holy Spirit, not my spirit, and not the spirit of the world, and not the spirit of the devil, then you'd want to know what? The power of the resurrection has signs. There are signs, there's consequences, there's side effects. So what are some side effects that a person is living like Jesus is alive today? Let's kind of break this down. Practically speaking, how can you and I live and know that we're actually living like Jesus is alive today? Very first thing is that we will have a sense of peace and fear and anxiety will not paralyze us. Fear and anxiety will not paralyze us. The biggest thing that I hear today, you guys, as a priest, many of you guys tell me, Father, I have so much fear and so much anxiety and I have panic attacks. And Father, I also have, I'm sure asabi. I hear that one a lot too. Now, what does this all come from, guys? This all comes from wanting to be in control of our lives. Not wanting to surrender to the Spirit of God. Now, I'm not saying that if you have faith, then you're never going to have fear. There's normal fear, and then there's abnormal fear. Many of us today are living in constant fear all day long. Constant anxiousness. Now, what do we do? Because there's a lot of, we have a lot of problems today, especially for parents today. You've got so much to worry about. You've got businesses and you've got to provide for your families. And you've got kids and, and this world is scary and there's craziness in this world. And marriages are falling apart and teens are lost and on drugs. And there's so many problems. How can we not be afraid? I want to, I want to remind us of a beautiful saint, a beloved saint that we all very much love. And, and, and that's Saint Rita. St. Rita lived all of the struggles and all the walks of life. She was a wife, a mother, and she was also a nun. And she experienced all the trials and tribulations that come with each and every walk of life. Through it all, she loses her children. Her husband is abusive. Then she she loses her husband. Then she loses her children. She's all alone. She doesn't have anybody in the world. And then she goes into the convent. 
she suffers in the convent. How does, she, how does this woman not give up? She doesn't give up because she believes Jesus is alive today. And because Jesus is alive today, I don't have to be afraid of anything. That Jesus, if you're alive today, then you're in control of everything. So something that I want us to be aware of when we're having panic attacks, we're worried, we're yelling at everybody, we're scared. I want us to just, just stop yourself. Take a deep breath and say, because you are risen, Jesus, I am not afraid. Because you are risen, Jesus, I am not afraid. How powerful. The second sign of a person that's living like Jesus is alive today is a person who is willing to forgive. Forgiveness, my brothers and sisters, is very painful. It is not easy. However, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we can forgive. Now, any of us in here who all of a sudden our guards went up, right? Like, uh-uh, Father, don't go there. I'll literally, I'm going to start fighting somebody. Don't talk to me about forgiveness. You don't know nothing about it. Okay. When we hold a grudge, essentially what we are saying when we hold a grudge Listen up. Jesus, what this person did to me is much, much greater than all of my sins that I've done to you. And it's much greater than anything that you've done for me. What we're saying to Jesus is your cross is canceled when we choose not to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice. And we can do it. And when we do forgive, we experience freedom. The power of the resurrection flows in us. Let me tell you another story. There is a saint. Her name is Saint Bakita. She is uh, she's an African saint. She was born in Sudan. And at the age of nine, she was captured and taken as a slave. She was whipped 144 times a day. She had 144 scars on her back until the day that she died in 1947. She was tortured every single day. Okay? Eventually, she was sold to an Italian family, and the Italian family brought her over to Italy. And she there got to know a beautiful Italian family, and they taught her about Jesus. She fell in love with Jesus. She fell in love with Jesus so much that she ended up, they ended up letting her go. She became a nun, and she began to open up convents, and she preached the Lord her whole life. One day, somebody came up to her, and they said to her, What would you do if you faced the people that tortured you and the people that captured you, what would you do? <sighs> you know what she said? She said, if I saw them, I would kneel in front of them and I would take their hand and I would kiss their hand and I would say, I want to thank you for what you did to me because if, if it wasn't for what you did to me, I would never be a Christian today and I would never know Jesus' love for me today. She realized that all of this, what people do to us, what people say about us, even people physically hurt us, at the end of the day, it's not bigger than God. That God is much greater than all of it. In the end, in the end, what does what a person did to me, no matter how big it is, what is it in comparison to what we've done to Jesus? Nothing. 
So if we want to live the resurrection today, we must forgive. The third thing, a sign of a person living in the resurrection, is a person who has this consistent commitment in their relationship with God. That means that they're consistent. You know what consistent means? It doesn't mean once a year, twice a year. It doesn't mean like every couple months. It, doesn't, it means it's consistent. It's constant. And they're committed. Do you want to know why Bekita became so committed to the Lord Jesus? Why she wanted to give up her life? She was finally free. She was finally free for the first time in her life. And she goes to a convent. Why did she do that? Do you know what she said? She said, all of my masters and lords that I've ever had, they all whipped me. But she said, finally, I found the Lord who was willing to be whipped for me. Mm -hmm. When you and I know what Jesus has done for us personally, how could we miss a Sunday of Mass? How could we miss a day of prayer? How could we forget to talk to Jesus? How could we forget to not receive His body and His blood? Now, people say to me all the time, Well, Father, I have a relationship with Jesus, but I don't really need to come to church. I don't need the Eucharist. I can pray at home. How I like to explain that is a person who says to me all the time, You could say, I believe in medicine. I believe in the power of medicine and I can talk to you about medicine all day long. However, if I don't go to the doctor, I have to get in my car. That means I got to get up, change, go in my car. I got to make an effort. I got to go to the doctor and I can get the doctor. I can get my medication, but guess what? I can go home and I can just put it on the counter. What do I have to do? In order for me to heal, what do I have to do? I got to receive it. So this idea that we can, we can love God from afar does not make sense. If you and I want to have the power of the resurrection, then you and I got to come back to the fountain every single week and be renewed. Because guess what? From Sunday to Sunday, we get dirty, don't we? We sin. So from Sunday to Sunday, we've got to put on the power of the resurrection of Jesus. And when we do that... There's no fear, there's no problem, there's no pain and suffering, there's no illness, there's nothing that can take us down because guess what? Because you are risen, Jesus, I am not afraid. Can we say that together? Because you are risen, Jesus, I am not afraid. And when we come and we experience the resurrection of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, there's a freedom that God gives us. And nothing can take us down. No powers of hell, no sin, no addiction. Nothing can take us down. Because Jesus is here. He's alive. And he's arisen. Amen? Amen. Happy Easter.